Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, Craig. It's Jennifer here. Jennifer Myers Chua is both a podcaster, a CCO, an entrepreneur. Um, her business is called Hip Mommies, and her podcast is The Cost of Goods Sold. And today, uh, by now anybody listening should know, yes, there's a little pre-conversation, so we already know what we're going to talk about. So we wanted to talk about pitfalls today. And Jennifer, I'm wondering, you had we started talking about this and you rattled off a couple things real quick. So <laughs> what do you think is um, something that if you had a time machine and you could leave yourself a note, you would have said to yourself at the beginning of your podcast journey that maybe would have avoided a pitfall? Oh, that's a good question. So our business is 17 years old this year. I've been involved seven years. Thank you. I've been involved seven years. It's kind of a family business thing. And I came on board and we've had, obviously in 17 years of a small business, a number of pitfalls, a number of failures, some big, (laughs) some not so big, some wonderful life lessons. Yes. Uh, So originally when I started going through the podcasting journey about three years ago when I originally wanted to start a podcast. This is actually what I wanted to start it about. I wanted Mm. to do failure, like talk about failure, talk about recovering from failure, lessons we've learned from failure. And I did quite a bit of a deep dive on that topic. So you think I would be like more (laughs) (laughs) able to deal uh, when things come up. However, in actually, in my podcast, in the fourth episode, I talk about some of our business failures and kind of tell my story and how we got here. But over the years, uh, some of those business failures did lead me to becoming more selective about what kind of brands we partner with, who I want to spend my time with, mm. what kind of brands I want to focus on. And then that kind of led me to podcasting about what I podcast about now, which is like the focus of brands with sustainability or social impact as a part of their business model. Mm-hmm. Broader so, context of cost of goods. Right? Exactly. And I've become more and more passionate about this over the last few years. And because of the people I hang out with and the places I hang out, you know, I was just assuming that a lot more people were also really interested <laughs> Uh, in this topic. And I, I hope, I still hope they are. I still hope I just haven't found my audience yet. But what we were chatting about offline and what I just find so amusing is that with our business over the years, we've developed a fairly strong social media presence across a number of platforms with decent engagement. I have an ambassadors program of parents, mostly moms that I interact with several times a year who give me feedback on all the things that we're doing and they seem very engaged and everyone seems like they're a pretty big fan of our business and of me and I have all of, you know, these follower accounts to prove it. Mm -hmm. So I thought that this was going to be a lot easier to get people to actually commit to listen And in the beginning, before I launched this podcast, I did some polls with my existing audience and and asked them how interested they were in podcasting, if they listened to podcasts, which podcasts they listened to, on and on. That demonstrates foresight. I didn't have that much foresight. (laughs) Keep going. But you'd think I had all this information, so I was just very, I was just very overly confident. And... I actually kind of sound like I'm whining and complaining right now because I am very grateful for the 
listeners I do have and the downloads. And if I had that many people in my home, for example, listening to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a big party. Right. Run on about this. I would be absolutely thrilled. Uh, it's just funny because I thought that I would be able to convert my existing audience into my new audience a lot easier. And that has been the challenge of the last couple of weeks is trying to figure out if I am needing to tailor my content or tailor the podcast itself, or if my existing audience is just not interested and I need to step up and find new people to listen and hmm. whatever. So what would you have told if you, if, if you had some way to pass yourself that note, would, do you think you could have avoided the current mindset or the current, like the way you're thinking about it today, like, mm -hmm. whoa, that's a pitfall I fell in. Is there, you think you could have actually steered around that with some note from your future self? Yeah, I think I needed to. <laughs> I think I needed to adjust my expectations a little bit more. Um, I also felt like just coming out of the gate, this was going to be a lot easier than it was. And you know how this goes. Learning the technology and all that is also a big push. Yeah, rabbit holes, right? Right, right. And I really actually enjoyed that piece. And I really love editing. And I really love connecting with my guests. And I just put so much effort into learning what I thought was really important, like good interviewing skills and how to build rapport with people. And I put all of this effort in. And I think the episodes are great. But it's been a lot harder to get people to listen than I thought it was going to be. And I'm still a little stumped. So this has been my pitfall in this area so far has been like kind of my expectations and like adjusting those and then also reaching new people. Hmm. And um, one thing I will say is that I tried really hard. <laughs> I had a I had a good launch strategy, I thought. I I used my existing audience and was giving away some gift cards from some of the businesses that I was featuring in the first couple episodes as well as a gift card from ours and I asked for people to download and rate and review and and whatnot and you know, was sending marketing collateral and all of our packages right, coming from right, our warehouse. promoting it in your other things. Had some stickers, did everything by the book, Marketing 101. But um, I think I was really just not well-versed to how podcasts operate and how podcast audiences are built and all of that. So I am still learning, but that has been one of my big ones so far. Hmm. I find that I still get hung up on it or still fall into the punji trap of try, failing to separate or trying to separate or needing to learn how to separate um, the motivation that comes from knowing that people are listening mm -hmm. and like to, to a certain extent, depending on how everybody's business or podcast is structured, needing them to listen. So, yeah. you know, like if your whole business was, uh, and, and the podcast that I have, this isn't the case, but if your whole business was like, people need to listen to the show because I'm using downloads to pay for right. the thing by selling advertising. Like, you know, if you need them to listen, that would be a driver that like, that's a, those are two different things. I need people to listen for some specific reason. And gee, as a human being, I kind of need the reinforcement. Um, and I have a terrible time separating those two because I don't actually need people to listen to any of the things that I create. Um, so I, I'm in, in one sense, I'm looking for ways to do podcasts where it really doesn't matter if people listen. So I have a podcast, which is called little box of quotes, which is just these little, I mean, sometimes they're seven seconds, sometimes they're 30 seconds. And it's just me 
reading from a collection of approaching a thousand quotes that I have on little cards. And I just, you know, Hey, this is Craig and here's my quote. And I like that. It doesn't link to anything. It's mm-hmm. not a business. It's just completely random. And I just put the effort in and then I walk away from it. And then I came back. I mean, I, I, I'm in it every week or two of putting in episodes. I came back a year later. I'm like, Whoa, it's got like 17,000 downloads on it for these little things. And some of them are ridiculously shared. And the most popular episode of all time is a quote from my mom, which is nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. That's like the number one <laughs> winner so far. So I kind of, I fall on that all the time of like, oh, I put large amounts of money and huge amounts of time into making these episodes and it gets like 78 downloads. The first yeah. Week. And I'm like, oh, but then I, I try to zoom out and go like the note I needed to send myself was if you are looking for motivate, you know, Craig, if you were looking for motivation, there's no attaboy. <laughs> like people do not, I mean, every once in a while I get some feedback or uh, I physically have run into people who have been excited about the show. I'm like, okay, that's great. That, I, that works for a whole day. Um, but there it's, that's a big part of what I think is the pitfall is just not used to people don't engage like on Instagram, they do press the heart, you know, on, they do comment on platforms. They do comment on LinkedIn, but on, on your podcast, it's just crickets. Yes, exactly. And we've been fooled by, by metrics, haven't we really? Yeah. I mean, well, the I went to selling, art school. The people selling us podcasting services, they want, you know, they want to sell us. Yes. Well, look at all these metrics. Otherwise, they're like, what are you guys actually doing? <laughs> what do you really do for me? So, Absolutely. You, you said you went to art school. Yeah, I went to art school. So I, I understand like creativity for creativity's sake. So I wish I could just focus there. Uh, this podcast of mine is kind of a passion project. It is something I'm very passionate about. Like sustainability is a huge topic in my own life. And Making the world a better place is a huge thing for me, and I'm mm, yes. really, really, really hoping that people listen to this content because there's some learnings in here that, like, I'm gobsmacked, and I think I'm already really, you know, I read about this all of the time, and then some of these founders are telling me things that I've never even heard about. Just like this is, mm. I'm the person standing outside telling my neighbors, like, guess what I learned this week about whatever <laughs> about whatever exactly. But I would love. I would love that messaging to resonate and get out there because I think it's beneficial for the world. Like that sounds silly, but that's, I'm not uh, relying on this podcast. I don't have ads. Like I'm not here to make money with it. So the metrics should not be important. And my art school background should tell me Hmm. that creativity is one thing. And then I also started it realistically because we've been, I'm in Canada, I'm in Toronto. We've been in lockdown. We're out of lockdown now, but it was like, it's been like 465 days or something. I was going to say like 13 months, 14 months. Yes. <laughs> 18, almost 18 months. So what, what year is it? Right. Like <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know what day, month, year. Um, so I really did want to start the podcast to have meaningful connection with other humans. Like that was a guiding principle in the beginning. And I have a girlfriend who's a podcaster and she said like, oh, I just started it because I get to talk to interesting people. And I remember mm-hmm. just lighting up on that idea. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as your hosting provider or whatever starts sending you these reports. <laughs> Try some crack. You know, you're yeah. like, just the first hit's free. Try this. Yes. They're like, Bad. look how many downloads you've gotten and look at you in compares- comparison to other podcasts in your, I don't even know when I'm in society and culture, I think. Uh, and then look, you have 18 followers from Vietnam this week because I had yeah. a guest who, who uh, is popular in Vietnam. Like it's just, it's hysterical. It really is. And 
besides the technical pitfalls, which have happened to all of us a million times, um, the audience has really been my big one. Messaging, trying to get through to those audience members and trying to get the people that I already thought were interested in this topic and interested Hmm. in what I had to say to actually press play and listen to the episodes. Yeah. There's so much to say there. Um, (laughs) I, I'm, I'm like a process experimental. That's like my, that's my shtick. And I've that like meta, this thing that we're recording right now, uh, it's like a you know a real podcast. It's on all the platforms, but I also grab a web player. It's hosted on Simplecast. I just grab a little web player and I dump a web player in the podcaster community. It's a discourse based platform. I dump a web player in there, and I think and those count. Like if you hit play there, it, yep. Simplecast tells me. But I think people are engaging vastly more with this because this podcast goes with a thing, but they're playing it in the space where they feel they are already they are already a community member. Yeah. So I'm just wondering like my my other big podcast uh, big in terms of how much effort I put in Movers Mindset doesn't actually have I mean it has a forum but there really isn't on a very active community. I'm using forum software as like a souped up website, which is fine. Um, but people listen in their audio podcast players and I'm convinced that it's basically impossible to get anybody to do anything from their podcast player like wherever they listen they are not generally sitting in front of their computer and that's where the web is and yes instagram is also like one app to the left on our phones but i think the audio experience is it's like if you call that the medium that we're working in people don't change mediums out of that one and yeah that's a bummer but it also means they must really be connected to us um the, like nobody listens unless they really love it if they didn't love it they, they're either not actually listening it's just playing in the background or yeah. they skip over it so anybody listening loves our work that's like a, a fact of it, like that has to be true so okay that should be enough for me you know like how do i learn the lesson of that should be enough and the other thing i'll throw out there is um i interviewed a woman on movers mindset and long I, the conversations were like an hour and a half hour and 45 after we edit them like <laughs> so they're big conversations <laughs> and along the way she mentioned that she creates um i think she calls her self-esteem box she okay took, she has an instagram account that nobody follows it's a wacky name that nobody knows exists so she uses instagram as like her own personal photo sharing platform okay and every time she sees something that is a positive, like, Hey, this was good. Like she takes a photo of it and sticks it in her self-esteem box. And then when she's in a bad mood or like things are going evil, she breaks the glass. I'm air quoting on her self-esteem box and opens up her own Instagram account and scrolls through all these photos she's taken of like comments that people have made, or she'll point her phone, take a picture of a Facebook, any, anything, somebody says something awesome. She'll record it, you know, like as an audiogram. And then that's just, she just scrolls through. She's like, I've got like 350 just, you know, mad props from it. She's just like, if you can scroll through that list and not smile. And so I, I keep thinking, how do I build that <laughs> for the podcast? Yeah. I need to break the glass on that once a week. Um, so, I mean, maybe the, this pitfall that we're kind of talking about here is just human nature. Like, you know, humans are um, communal. Humans are societal. We, you know, the old no man is an island. Um 
so I think maybe it's just a challenge. Of, and, and I believe part of the answer is to commiserate. You know, there's an old, Drew Carey, <laughs> an old Drew Carey joke. It goes like, oh, you don't like your job? Why didn't you say so? We have a support yeah. group for that. It's called everybody. It meets at the bar. You know, like, so this idea of just go hang out with the people who have the same problem as you. And like we, you, like literally we, you and I, we do that. We show up at, you know, the forward link monthly call and I'm, it, like we get together and like, well, we all have the same problems. And it's like, I feel better after that. It does make you feel better. <laughs> it really does. And I mean, this is not a new problem or a new thing for any podcaster or anyone who's starting anything and wanting to get it out there. I find that there's only like two real reasons that you want followers or downloads or whatever. Number one is ego, right? Like you want to be... Yep popular or you want to be whatever you want to make a point in your social circle you want to get invited to better parties i don't know there's that or there's people like i am really determined to make a difference in this world and i feel like after 40 years on the planet i finally found the way that i want to make a difference and it's something that i'm super super passionate about which is like taking my personal feelings about like minimalism and sustainability and all these things i've been talking about for years and then small business which i am a child of a small business owner. Right. My husband is a child of a small business Steeped owner. We own a small business it, yeah. together. Like we are multi-generational small business owner humans. Uh, I'm very, very passionate about small business. And it's like I finally found a way to intersect everything that I'm super interested with in with also like this could help change the world for the better. Mm. And I think I'm just reaching a point of like frustration. Like you guys, I'm like holding on to people's shirt collars, you know, like you guys need to Are you listening this. to me right now? <laughs> These are the businesses that you should be supporting. This is what's going on in this world. And I think it's a little bit of that too. There's a little bit of that like also hesitancy for people to absorb new information right now is super high. Like COVID and everything has disrupted some, you know, thoughtful communication in some places, I think. Yeah. Um uh, what's the word? Uh, dictionary lookup fail. Curation, like museum curation. Mm -hmm. The act of curating uh, is really extremely valuable. So, as um, as a podcast host, uh, I'm like, there are lots of people who have been already on this show that most people haven't heard from yet. They've seen a little avatar. They've seen them type up messages, but yeah. you just haven't heard them talk. Why? Well. Because they just don't like, uh, so I just ask everybody, hey, show up, click this link, show up for 20 minutes and do the thing. I love it. But that's just me doing curation. Now that curation is, I'm just trying to, you know, um, gather all the Pokemon, right? But on, on my normal show, I'm very intentional about who I choose to speak with. And then we do all this work to try and capture just the right thing and create the right environment. Yeah. So I think that hard work of curation is is really what makes the change like people might only be exposed to maybe a hundred things a day a hundred new things a day and if you're one of those hundred things well there's like seven billion other people who didn't get into their awareness that day yeah um but again it's one of those there's no how do you how do you measure your efficacy like what you accomplished and how do you detach your personal sense of like i feel like nobody loves me how do you detach <laughs> that from <laughs> i'm also a big fan of like spades or spades trump from you know pinochle it's like yep. yes nobody loves me that's my problem <laughs> i do feel loved i'm not gonna lie and like you said before finding a community like the community of podcasters that i've met um have really been helpful 
in talking about these things. And usually we talk about these behind closed doors. Like no one wants to put out into the world. Like I feel yeah, like no one loves me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with being vulnerable. It's like part of my personality. So it's cool. But I feel like it is having a community of other podcasters to talk to has been remarkably helpful if they would all download my show. <laughs> that would help a lot more. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's just about getting past this mindset. And and I love the idea that your, that your guest had put out there with kind of this like yes. inspiration uh, yeah, area. Talk myself out of the hole in advance. I'm like going to queue up all of my positive talk. I think yeah. people that care a lot feel a lot. And yeah, I have a problem with quotes. And there's a great one about, I don't remember exactly, I'm not looking it up, but it's something to the effect of when people ask me why I cry a lot, it's mm -hmm. basically, I tell them because I'm paying attention. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that empathy, that compassion is a super awesome thing. It is. I, I completely agree with you. And I feel like part of this process, for me at least, like pushing through past my own barriers to like create a podcast, which is scary for a lot of people, to be honest with you. And then meeting these people that I don't know that I, you know, look up to that are doing really fantastic things for this world has been challenging as well. But now it's like getting past that mindset of, yeah, like, do I need a thousand people to listen to this today to get this message across? Or is it going to be meaningful to five people and they take real action to do yeah. something significant for this world? So maybe that's just it. But yeah. What would happen if we poured all the love and attention and money and whatever it is that we're pouring into our show? And at the end of the year, like, that was it. Like, would that be so bad? Like, I didn't spend it on donuts. You know, I could, there are all these other things I could have done with the money, right? I could have what you know clothing from the wrong manual like all these things you could do wrong and i tried to create something nice i, I made art you know whatever art you know audio um so that's another thing i tell myself all the time it's like you, do you like do you like the work do you like what you're creating craig okay just make more of it that's, yeah that's enough and if you are interested in donuts i just booked a guest who has a social <sighs> impact donut business so stay tuned for fall i have a problem with donuts <laughs> my favorite donut shout out my favorite donut is a thing called a brooklyn blackout from donut plant which can be found in manhattan and brooklyn <laughs> oh Sorry. cool okay i've never had yeah. that there oh it's oh it's to die for it's a chocolate the donut itself is chocolate it's got chocolate filling it's got chocolate icing it's got chocolate it's a brooklyn it's all like really dark chocolate but good chocolate not not super sweet chocolate Anyway, how did I derail us to talk about donuts? I'm sorry. No All right. worries. Well, I think that's a great place to call it for the day. Jennifer, thanks a million for taking a half hour out of your busy schedule to sit down and talk with me. It's I am always a pleasure. Happy. Thank you. Thank um, you. You're very welcome. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.